0: Log Talk Radio. and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't, I, don't know, I don't feel prepared.
2: I don't feel prepared.
1: Well, don't feel bad. I mean, I may have felt that I got prepared, but the, the way the week has been rolling out, it's kind of thrown things, I don't know, kind of askew. So this is going to be an interesting show. <laughs> yes. As per <laughs> <But> usual. <laughs> it,
2: uh, yes. Well, at least we
1: have that. we have that common denominator about what our show is. We start with – we are going to do this, and then it becomes this unusual combination of, yes, we know what we're talking about, and no, we don't, you know, really have everything at our fingertips that we can sound like, you know, it's a boring lecture, so, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but anyway, so, we'll start off with something easy. How was your week?
2: How was my week? Um, It's... Been pretty good. Uh, there, as I've mentioned before, you know, the shop Milk and Honey has been very busy. So, you know, when you get busier, you have to order more. And uh, this week we got so much new stuff in. I'm still not done putting it away. I was here really late. And then I'm in my new office right now. So that's rather exciting. Um, but I was here really late last night and uh, I'm still not done. So that's feeling a little bit like daunting at the moment. I'm just, yeah. And my whole week's been thrown off. So my my partner and I both have been vaccinated now, um, but we got vaccinated at different times and we got different vaccines. So it's been very interesting, this little ride. So he got his second vaccine this week, his second shot, and he got really sick. He got, like, you know, about the same as me. I got, uh, I had about a 12-hour window where I had a pretty high fever, and I just felt terrible, and, you know, aches and chills and all the things I'm sure everyone's right about. But it was only 12 hours. He had it more like 36. So he was, like, right, he he would start to feel better, and then his fever would creep up again. Um, So... Uh that really threw my week off. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I was expecting to have, like, a day of kind of, you know, checking in on him and making sure he was okay. But he, you know, he's not a very good sick person, so he needed a lot more <laughs> sort of tending. And I'm not the best nursemaid. I'm kind of cranky and short-tempered. <laughs> <laughs> So instead of having like one day kind of go sideways, I had almost three days go sideways. So I'm feeling like I keep forgetting it's Friday. Uh, yes. I have so much to do and I am I just I just feel super off. And fra- I think you said you felt frazzled. I feel fra- like that's yep. the perfect word, frazzled. So, you know, I'm here in my fancy new office, which is very exciting. I'm just trying to get through one thing at a time and feel like I'm actually accomplishing something. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's it, I guess. I mean, that's enough, right? Like I could have a week of of, of just frazzled. Well, it
1: does. (laughs) It is, and it does, and it's just, you know, it. and again, I know that – we wound up with Moon and Aries and we wound up, you know, we're in the sun sign of Aries and actually we're we're coming yeah, we still are. Um you know, yeah. and I I know some of the stuff that was, you know, kind of out there after, you know, everything kind of started shifting and, and all, but it's it feels really in like I wanna say almost like it's it's stout. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know and energetically kind of like you know and and unfortunately drivers are like that um <laughs> yeah you know the sad part is, is that with the covid vaccinations and our tier you know changes to more right. open and all of that we have more vehicles on the on the roads oh we my god traffic's people. been crazy lately and crazy. yeah and we we are yes uh, we are not a metropolis we definitely, whether it's Sebastopol or Santa Rosa, but all of the the, the, the more 101 highway, 101 uh, towns and, and, you know, of course, cities and stuff. And it, it's just, it's unbelievable. And, of course, you would know that because of all that's gone on and whatever, in, you know, um, monies that the county and the cities have gotten, for their yeah. infrastructure, they're ripping up roads left, right, and center. So you're adding that. And, of course, right mm-hmm. now, for me, it's the one over Sinead because, of course, that particular one in our area is really big because of the huge parcel of land that you, that still belongs to Sonoma County, but they're working on trying to get a deal to put multiple, um, what is it, multiple uh, family dwellings On that Mm. area, so, like, a huge amount of people are going to be influxed into that area, and, of course... Oh, my gosh, gosh, and there's, like, there's no infrastructure for that. That's so nuts. That's it. So they're in the process of trying to do that. And, of course, it's a main artery to get over, and, you you know, I mean, it's either Fountain Grove or that, and not that people on the West East Coast would know any of these things but the point is is that it's one of the main things and you know if you take that away it becomes total um, it's very difficult we'll just put it in a much more um, humane way of saying it but i've just noticed people in general are driving like idiots i mean normally Mm -hmm. we have people that drive like idiots but they're just they're just like um you know i think i'm going to go over here bam and whoever is yeah. there, and they know who are there people, but it's like just make way for me. Go, like, hey, come on! I mean, I'm coming. And you just want to go. Uh, what happened with turning your signal on? What happened with you know any of this? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And it's just a lot of people, and it's you know it's because everybody's now out, <clears throat> and yeah. You know. So that's sort of a generic for uh, both of us and our and how we have had to function if we're going anywhere. Are doing anything? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, but and so my week, on the other hand, has been, you know, kind of weird and and you know offbeat. My next door neighbor who did pass away, um, and his nephew is the beneficiary of the whole thing. They are putting it on the market. Well, it's it's an older mobile. I think it's older than mine. Mm-hmm. In a lot worse shape, but. Um, They, you know, they've been cleaning it out and doing all kinds of stuff and trying to, you know, spruce it up by, you know, cleaning the windows and, you know, all that stuff. So there's been a lot of activity over there. And, you know, me, I'm still packing. I'm still packing. Yeah. I'm packing. (laughs) It's just uh, (laughs) – and on the air, uh, I will say the the boxes of peanuts will either go today or tomorrow, and I'm going to make that uh, like it's on forevermore, that you have been nice <laughs> enough to, to hold aside. But it's been that. Then we've had, you know, a, and a couple of employees, um, you know, have had at Lucky Mojo have been, A, gone on vacation. And yeah, I one saw of them. That. Yes, yes. We had uh, one one went to Oregon and one went to, yes, Florida, Disney World. Yeah, when, Disney and, World.
2: I know I've been like, part of me is like, why are you going to Disney World right now during a pandemic? And part of me is like, oh, I'm so jealous.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. And, you know, it's just like, oh, my God, you know. So there's that, which means that specifically both these people hold very, you know, in a small company, they are two of the primary people that are there. Anyway, so it's been kind of weird and then, you know, the – the different things going on, just trying to get everybody to pitch in and everybody to kind of focus. But um, that being said, uh, you know, things are are happening. Um, My focus is hopefully, you know, to get all this taken care of and, you know, be able to go, hi, it's ready to sell now. It's been ready to sell, but now it's empty. You know, it's it's cleared of everything that looks like a human being lived here which is, mm-hmm. it's been harder to do that. It's like taking myself out of my own home. Yeah. Is yeah, that's hard. Weird. It is hard. So, mm-hmm. but that, all that is, you know, and then just my, a very dear friend of mine has been, you know, dealing with some health issues and she's, you know, you know she's been on my mind and, and concern and, you know, you can't really see the person because of, the, the COVID things, you know, and all that. So it, it's it's kind of, you know, hard. And then just in general, um, my uh, daughter's stepson, the eldest one that's in the National Guard, he had been deployed actually to Washington, D.C. when the riots happened. And mm-hmm. he's now getting, you know, deployed out of the country. So um, wow it's kind of, there's a whole lot of stuff like that. So, you know, I'm... Yeah,
2: that's intense.
1: Yeah. So it's all about frazzled and, you know, getting things together and, you know, I have to get my dogs shipped because, you know, I'm going to be going, you know, when I leave, I'm driving, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, them and myself and all and then, of course, they're going to a place that is not, you know, I don't know, you know, here I know their security limits and what they've got and how, you know, how it's, you know, set up and you know, that's, it. well, I'm going to go to a place that's not quite as secure. Oh, right. I'm going to have to, you know, have a little bit more backup. But other than that, you know, it's kind of um, interesting. I was mentioning before we got on the air that our particular subject is um, Margot Adler, uh, one of our beloved uh, dead, and she's just in our beloveds, but she has passed. I didn't know that she was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, so I'm almost like going, this is a sign and I had said this to to Phoenix. So like I'm supposed to go there you know, to not Little yeah. Rock, but Arkansas. But um but anyway, that's it. So um maybe we should just jump in with um, getting on to her life and and what she uh gave to the community. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I and mean, you know,
2: I wanted to to stay, just make a comment, right? So one of the things Elvira and I decided to do this year was feature the mighty dead. And uh, mighty I don't dead. remember if we've ever kind of given a description to that word. We probably have, but there is this idea of the mighty dead of the craft, the those ancestors that are all of our ancestors in the craft. So whether you're in the same lineage as, you know, Margot Adler's who we're talking about today, whether you're in the same lineage or not, she is a important figure in all of modern witchcraft and paganism. She is all of our ancestor in the craft. And so we use the term in, in many witchcraft circles, and I'm finding it used more and more outside of witchcraft circles. Those that are our ancestors of the craft, we refer to as the mighty dead. So this is, this is the next in the series of the Mighty Dead featurings that we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, like we talked about um, Doreen Valiente, who died in like 1999, is that right? Yeah. She's yep. not that long ago in the scheme of things, but Margot Adler is even more recent, right? She was alive just in 2014. She was still here. She presented at PantheaCon. She uh, was accessible. I've, I've physically been in her presence. I've taken a class from her. So this is, you know, she is a mighty dead of the craft. She is a, an important part of our lineage. And this is, she's, she wasn't like 100 years ago. This is a recent beloved dead, right? So I just really wanted to name that. Like this isn't some ancient person. This is a modern person. This is someone right. who revolutionized witchcraft for what we look at it to be right now. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. There's my rant.
1: <laughs> I think that's a good rant and it's a well it's a good context to, yeah. you know, what a what we're doing for this year, but in general what the the various individuals that um were, you know, made what we do today the the uh, the kind of accessibility to different things that we didn't have or weren't there or were hidden or, you know, whatever, lost, they've they've come back into, uh, they've brought it forward and making it available, not, you know, there are consistently societies and and covens and things that are initiatory and, you know, I don't want to to say secretive, it means that it is only for the initiated members and, you know, you don't, you know, go blab it out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but these people were that we're talking about are people that stepped into the situation and then stepped out of comfort zones to be um, in the forefront and accessible. So, you know... Um, I was really kind of like, wow, she this this woman that you know, Margot is is just a as you say more recent, you know, Mighty Dead, and yes, in 1999 I'm sitting there going, oh yeah, I remember in 1999, but you know, um, she was in England, so to people in England she might have been you know potentially accessible, but to you know a lot of us here in the United States, let alone the the West Coast, she was not. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So how do you want to proceed with this? Do we want to just sort of jump in with certain facts about, you know, what her youth was like and all and go from there? Yeah. Let's be linear. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll start linear. We never go through the process with being linear. we just
2: no, we're that not good at that. Yeah. we could start there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think we'll do yeah. that. We'll just start there and go forward. Perfect.
2: So, um, but I'm, I'm going to let you, let let you start, start this one. Okay, okay. So, Margot Susanna Adler, born April 16th, which is today, mofos. Yes. Isn't that yep. funny? We decided to do this episode, and we actually had to rearrange our schedule a little bit. Um, but she ended up. We ended up doing her episode on her birthday. That was just coincidence. Like, we did not plan for that. So that's, you know, synchronicity. you got to love it. Um, as Elvira said, she was born in Arkansas, uh, although she grew up mostly in New York City. Um, her father was actually a quite famous psychotherapist who worked with Freud. His name was Alfred Adler. Um, he was Austrian, an Austrian Jew. Uh, and he collaborated with Freud to create the School of Individual Psychology. So she grew up in a very... Um, New York. Um, what is the word I want? Not educated, Um like oh, thought, uh, culture, you thought yeah, or culture. Yeah. yeah, right. Like very. Um, oh, I still can't think of the word. It'll come to me eventually. But you know, it was a, It wasn't a spiritual world that she grew up in. It was a very um, uh, cerebral thought. Mm-hmm. mental world you know so even though she her father was jewish there's really not a lot of chat about what her early spiritual life was like uh, you know whether they were secular or practicing there's she doesn't really talk about very much uh but she grew up had a really good education got a went to the berkeley got her bachelor's of arts at, at berkeley um which, you know, would have been in the late 60s. So you can imagine what Berkeley was like in the late 60s. There was a lot of that sort of spiritual hippie movement going on at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. What's funny is her and Starhawk are total contemporaries. Their books came out the same day. So Margot Adler's book, Drawing Down the Moon, and Starhawk's book, The Spiral Dance, came out the same day. Wow. Which to me is just freaking fascinating and these two books are like pivotal to what modern witchcraft looks like but so you know the reason I bring that up is because Starhawk was in San Francisco and Margot Adler was just across the bay in Berkeley so that you know they probably I don't know this for sure but they would have had there would have been overlap in their lives you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but she went on to get a master's degree from Columbia um, and she went into journalism that was her her main job in the world was in journalism and in 1970 when she got her master's degree, that's also when her book, or sorry, not 1970, 1979. So um, nine years after she got her master's degree is when her book came out. And again, that was the same time that the spiral dance came out the same day.
1: Wow. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know, and These
1: are pivotal people. I will interject. Um, yes. Her, they, Both parents were Jewish, but they were not practicing. But her father had been raised in a nominal Lutheran uh, belief system. And when they went in 1951 back to Germany, um, Margot's mother reconnected with her Jewish heritage and proclaimed herself and Margot Jews.
0: Mm -hmm. That's exactly
1: what the quote is. And um, that led to a lot of dissension. With the father and the mother in the family, yeah, because she got a little bit more avid about you know the circumstances of spirituality and you know kind of a thing. So, um, so it, it does mean that even in what appears to be um, a uh, an intellectual family, there is that uh, is the word I was trying to remember.
2: Intellectual. Oh well.
1: There you go. You're welcome. There is um, another part of the situation when you put in um, the spirituality, and I think that from what I have seen of her history, what she did with connecting with paganism and going forward with that plus the, the more feminist point of reference, I think that was her way of bridging that gap but it mm-hmm. definitely um, definitely created a lot of tension in her uh, in her family as she was young. So, yeah, I'll go now, let you go forward, but I thought I'd add that.
2: What's interesting too, like I can't help but draw this line just because of my my personal background, but Starhawk is also Jewish and got involved in neo-paganism and witchcraft at the same time. So that's very fascinating. And one of my teachers um, always referred to her family as intellectual Jews. Like they weren't, her father was uh, very similar. One of my, one of my teachers, very similar to Margot Adler, was raised in New York, mm-hmm. secular, very intellectual. And mm-hmm. then this, my teacher found witchcraft. Like it's just interesting. There's such a correlation between that, that upbringing and that, especially during that time in the 60s and 70s. And then this, like swing into witchcraft. It's just very interesting that, like, you know, you can trace a lot of people's lineage that way. Um, I like it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, taking that into um, a more personal level, I mean, my father was born somewhat raised as a Catholic. My mother was born and raised as a Methodist, of course, and those two, you know, are Christian, you know, point of reference. We weren't, but we were, it was a very intellectual family. And for me, the same thing. You know, I I, I veered into the, the pagan tradition and witchcraft and the spirituality and the feminism and that area. And I think that may be because, from my own personal point of reference, and seeing, you know, what you just said about Starhawk and we're talking about Margot Adler, um, it's because it is cerebral, it is intellectual, which is mm-hmm. one part of the equation, but the other side, of course, is that, you know, you go from the age of, of, um, I don't want to say the dark ages, but you go into Renaissance, you go into the age of reason and intellect, and that is what ruled and has ruled to, to now in a certain way, and the, the religious, spiritual aspect of... Um, the world has, you know, I don't want to say taken a back seat, but has been put aside. So when you find that somebody starts looking, they're saying, it isn't that what we have is wrong. It's only part of an equation. You have to have the other part. You have to have another part to make it whole, just like when it was just religion. It wasn't okay. It was There was something missing, and that was the intellect or the 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 reason and that part of mm-hmm. you know, things. So um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, my musings mm-hmm. on that one, personal and otherwise. Yeah. But so um, I'll step back, let you go forward with more of her, you know, of her history, and then what it comes out with in terms of our thoughts on things and everything. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the one
2: of the cool things about Margo Adler is if you, you've never met her, you've never had a chance to take one of her workshops or anything, you can still hear her voice and connect to her because she did so many uh, radio programs. She was featured on NPR regularly. She was a reporter for NPR. So there are dozens of, inter- maybe even more than that,
1: interviews
2: of her reading her interview or her um, journalism, whatever it was she was doing uh, reporting on, on the NPR website still. So it's totally Mm -hmm. worth looking her up and listening to some of her reporting. Uh, You know, she's got a lovely voice. Uh, One of the workshops that she often taught at PantheaCon that she regularly offered every year was a chant workshop, and you would go and just sing from begin for ninety minutes from beginning to end. She would hand out little booklets of chants, and she would just sing, and you would sing with her the whole time. Like there wasn't lecture, there wasn't any information like on where these came from. It was just chanting together,
0: uh, and you. very
2: powerful. Um, but you know, she was an interesting witch because she didn't actually call herself a witch. She was more into the like the word pagan. Even though she was um initiated into British traditional witchcraft, she was a high priestess for a while in a BTW um lineage, but she mm-hmm. was more like I think the quote was I'm a Hellenic reconstructionist at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, she was really into paganism and the reconstruction of ancient pagan practices more than what we might think of as modern witchcraft even though her book drawing down the moon has been so important to modern witchcraft and and for folks who have not read that book i i think it's like recommended reading that i always suggest to people on the path. I don't think it's a good one o one book. Like if you've never read any books about witchcraft or if you're new to all of this and you're not sure where to start, Drawing Down the Moon is not the book that I suggest.
0: Um, mm-hmm. But
2: if you've been on the path for a little while or a long while... <laughs> um, <laughs> It's interesting because, at least for me, if I, I didn't read the book when I was a new witch. I read the book probably six years ago, maybe less than that. And what it did for me was it filled in some of the blanks. And if I had read it when I was a fresh new witch, I would have missed mm-hmm. a lot. There, it, there would have been a lot of nuance and detail that it wouldn't have made sense to me. But with more experience, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, there's so much there's so much revealed in that book that if you haven't been practicing for a while would likely go right over your head. So, you know, it it is, I feel like it's required reading for anyone who practices witchcraft, but, um, but you don't have to run out and get it if you've not ever read any other books. Like, you know, give it a minute. Um, Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, and, and to kind of, you know, go on that same line as I got that as one of my very first books. I don't – I was – I did not open it, you know, yeah. really, except for when I saw it and I went, oh, yeah, this looks good. And I kind of read some of the, you know, little excerpts of chapters or stuff, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it stayed on my shelf. And later, <clears throat> it became something that I would pull out and reference and read a little and pull it again. And it was like it was when it – you used, when I used it, it added more depth to what I was already going into, and it it was able to, to, to flesh things out. Um, but on its own, I think it would have been uh, challenging, in my opinion, to, to read it and go, oh, yeah, I get it, I get it, because you have to have some basis to understand what she's doing. You know, whereas, you know, with Starhawk, um, you know, the spiral dance is, is very, you know, you can get in there, you understand it, it works, and you can, you know, it's got... It's, I don't want to say it's a primer, but it feels very uh, sequential in what you, yeah. you can do and how to go about doing it. So, um, yeah, she, but Margo, but I think that also comes from her background. You know, she was coming in with a highly intellectual, educated um, background of, like, psychoanalysis and mm-hmm. and, you know, things that were part of, I'm not saying Starhawk is less, but I think that it. Margot had a special, um, special handle on some of what she, you know of where she was coming from. That you you know again duplicate to a certain degree maybe, but it, it you know when you come from a therapist or a a counseling background uh, family, it's different. Mm-hmm. They talk differently. They, yeah. you know, relate differently to, you know, each other and and in family time. I know. I yeah. Can't so and she, um, you know,
2: she also writes. She's a journalist, right? So yes. drawing down the moon is a. It's written like a journalist would write. It's um, yes. she writes about her firsthand experiences. She, th- there is a, a section of drawing down the moon where she writes about showing up to a. She goes to England. Uh, and is invited to a a British traditional witchcraft ritual. And she's already an initiate, an initiate and a high priestess. So she's very curious about, you know, how they do things differently and goes to this ritual and they uh, have her high priestess, the ritual. Like she doesn't know any of these people. She's never been there. The high priestess just decides to not attend. And so they have Margot high priestess, the ritual, and she was very uncomfortable uh, and felt very, like, pressured to perform in this way that she wasn't necessarily ready to do. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's all written, it, you know, it's her experience, but written from a journalistic vantage point. So it's it's interesting. It's different than other books about witchcraft and paganism, even modern books, you know, that are written today because they tend to be more experiential and like, here's a way to practice this and less, mm-hmm. like, that detached journalism viewpoint, you know? So it's, right. it's, it's just a different way of looking at our community. Uh, and I find it really fascinating because, like you said, she's got this psychological upbringing. She's got this journalism background. And so she's able to be in it and detached, which mm-hmm. is not something very many people are good at.
1: Right, right. Exactly, and, yeah, you know, she's, you know, it's funny because one of her quotes that, again, I think I say this when I deal with people in general uh, about pagan and, you know, Wicca, witchcraft, whatever we're going to, you know, what threads we're talking about, and she says, we all come from traditions that are pagan in the sense that they were based on seasonal cycles,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it is very, you know, uh, I want to say humbling, you know, no matter how much you want to ritualize and mythologize and put things into a certain perspective, um, it it all comes from the land that you live on and that you are part of. And if you're uh, a wandering tribe, then you're going to do things in a different way rather than, say, a tribe or culture that's planted and has, you know, like... Greece has villages and, you know, stays in one place for a specific time frame of their existence.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but uh, you know, she's, uh, and it's interesting because when I started reading, she was very involved with the Unitarian Universalist Church. Right. Which amazed me because I, you know, I had, for me, I have for some reason, she is a feminist, she is a pagan. <laughs> And I didn't, you know, I know that Unitarian Universalist is very open, and that's another reason why, actually, I am a member of that church. Um, But it was fascinating to see how much she, you know, lectured at different gatherings and, you know, had these different, you know, experiences in that. Um, And the, uh, what is it, what do they call it? uh, Covenant of Unitarian Universalist Pagans, which is called Cup. um, was part of what she was, you know. She she more or less brought that, you know, together. And I thought that was really neat because actually the particular Unitarian Universalist Church here in Santa Rosa wound up getting one of those. And um, Otter, I uh, said so, so. Um. Anyway, it'll come to me. There were several people <laughs> in the local area that were part of that. And putting it together. Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily say they did it, but they were there to offer their knowledge and information to help bring it into effect. So, and until we had COVID, they had particular meetings that they would hold, or then they would do celebrations, but their meetings were always on Wednesday at 4 o'clock, which for someone like myself, I'm still working. So <laughs> it kind of nixed my going to those. But, mm-hmm. yeah so another part of her you know Margot's um, involvement and again heritage that she left lineage that she put down and, and you know engaged with so that was interesting for me
2: mhm yeah okay i really i just looked at the time we should probably take a break <laughs> okay <laughs> good moment uh, we wind down break, and then okay. we'll talk more about this amazing lady Okay? All right. We'll be right back.
0: Okay. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. All-time specific, Add 3 Hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
2: Wow,
1: there we are again. Yes. So, where do you want to go next? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the Garden Gate and go out for a stroll at the creek, right?
2: <laughs> you know, I think what I what I want to say, and we've already touched on this a couple of times, but it just bears repeating. Like, there's, there's a few articles written about her that you can find online, and, and, you know, I do have my own personal experience of getting to meet her and participate in her workshops. She was just so normal. <laughs> and I know mm-hmm. that that might seem silly, but sometimes, you know, I've met, because I've attended a lot of pagan conferences as as just like a participant and as a vendor and as a presenter, right? So I have this perspective from different facets. Mm-hmm. Some people that are popular or, you know, BNPs, big name pagans, quote unquote, or, you know pagan famous or whatever, you know, sometimes they're, um, sometimes they have big egos. Sometimes they, you know, believe their own press too much and there's a little bit of a diva myth to some of those <laughs> folks. Um, and, you know, whatevs, like to each their own be you, that's all good. But Margot Adler was so normal and down to earth. And um, just like a regular person and even some of the tropes that us witches and pagans can sometimes get sucked into and enjoy, you know, occasionally I do like to rock the the dramatic stuff that might make people shocked. And, you know, my hair has been pink for like a, over a year now and you know, none of that's necessarily witchy, but it does make me a little bit not normal right <laughs> she was just so normal and even though she was um very outspoken and taught at pagan events and had these books about witchcraft and paganism she, there was a part of her life that was still very secular you know she she celebrated the christmas holidays because that's what she wanted to do for her son and she uh you know just sort of existed and wore regular clothes and had a regular haircut and you know, there was just something very non-assuming about her, and I I find that very refreshing um, Mm -hmm. to just have, you know, quote-unquote normal leaders in our community, um, because that doesn't always happen. Sometimes, especially now with social media being so prevalent, sometimes it's like who's the prettiest and who's the most outspoken and who can create the most likes on their Instagram posts, they're the ones that get the most traction. And that's not always healthy. They're not always the ones I want representing my community. They're not always the ones that should be representing our communities. Uh, And I find, you know, Margot Adler was such a delightful representative of our community. Um, You know, yes, sometimes I really enjoy Witchcraft freaking people out because I don't like the status quo, and I am often um disenchanted with our overculture, so yes, there is a part of me that likes to shake that up, and right. sometimes I just want to to fit in and just have people know that yes, we're normal, <laughs> yes, we're normal, you know, yes, we're just like you um and um, yeah, yeah, and actually, her other book, um heretic's Heart: a Journey through Spirit and Revolution, it's a memoir about her political activism. I've never mm-hmm. read this book, in fact, I honestly, I didn't even know it existed until I started doing my research so I ordered it it's on it's on its way, another book for me to try and read <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting very thick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it's interesting you said something about you know being uh, normal, and one of her quotes yeah. is about um, you know pagan beliefs and pagans, and she says, "We are not evil. we don't harm or seduce people. We are not the dang- we are not dangerous. We are ordinary people like you. We have families, jobs, hopes, and dreams. We are not a cult. This religion is not a joke. We are not what you think we are. From looking at TV, we are real. We laugh, we cry, we are serious. We have a sense of humor. You don't have to be afraid of us. We don't want to convert you. And please don't try Mm -hmm. to convert us. Just give Mm -hmm. us the same right we give you to live in peace. We are much more similar to you than you think.
2: Lovely.
1: Yeah. And I was just like... You were saying that, and I'm going. Where is that quote? I read it. Yeah. I mean, it was like you were saying something that was something she is quote she is actually quoted as saying, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, because, um, you know, you say something to someone. What is your belief system? And if you 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 skirt the truth of saying, well, I'm a witch, and you say I'm mm-hmm. a pagan. You know, but right. it, it has a less threatening history or, or um, bad rap. Um, yep. Not that you know pagans are actually considered you know like in some instances you know they're they're just as bad in certain religious sects. Um, but that's the one thing you know. And then I think of the Shakespeare. And something that is that if you prick us, do we not bleed like you? And mm-hmm. there's a whole soliloquy on that. But it's true. You you know yeah. when people see that and Margo was was someone who people could see that she she yeah. you know she really was it's interesting her co-host on um, her radio show uh, show with NPR called Paul um, Call of the Wolf and he later mm-hmm. took it over um, yeah his name is uh, John, Jim Freud and it's not like it's F R E U N D but one of the things he said of her in his eulogy of her was, you know, that he said, seldom was the time that I was with her that someone wouldn't recognize her, not necessarily as a celebrity. Radio people and writers tend not to be bothered by that particular problem. But as mm-hmm. someone who was a friend or whose life she had directly improved. Mm-hmm. I mean, that right. tells you, you know, be, in, in, in essence, maybe that is what we, we, it was, it's appropriate to strive for. Yes, we get fame or we get known in, a, in either our own circle or it gets bigger mm-hmm. and, you know, suddenly goes, you know, a little larger. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's these other things that really, if you can balance, maybe that's the, the, the lesson is to balance mm-hmm. that kind of well, word fame celebrity ship with the other touching people directly not saying oh i'll start this um non-profit fund for you know speckled colored uh puppy dogs and mm-hmm. you know of course that becomes how you you know it's actually being you know with people and saying you know i'll go to the bathroom just like you matter of fact i got go now so you know, I kind of think <laughs> being human and like, oh, yeah. you mean it isn't? You know, a golden toilet with I know what right. you want. To go with it, and I think right. that's really important. And you know, more so in this kind of structure and belief system, because we're talking about the seasons, we're talking about the earth, we're talking about natural cycles, and right. that's. You know, you know the word "living" and 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 um, breathing it is important. And mm-hmm. you know, if you get reno, if you get known, well, great. But hopefully, that balance can stay. She seemed to have yeah. done it very well. Yeah, and there's a thing I, I don't
2: know um, if I how much I've talked about this before, but it's something that's really important to remember and. In the 80s, this thing happened called the Satanic Panic in the United States, right? And all of a sudden, people were going fucking bananas, accusing people of worshiping Satan and doing really despicable and horrible things. And those things actually weren't happening. It was the typical human frenzy making. But, uh, you know, a group of young people got arrested incorrectly, er erroneously for, Um, things that didn't actually happen. And so it became dangerous for a while there to say that you practice witchcraft. And, you know, let's be real. In the United States, it's 2021, this is in the United States, where it's dangerous to be out and practicing witchcraft and to say that you are a witch or a pagan. It's not a safe thing to do in all of the places in the United States. And doubly, triply, quadruply so in other parts of the world, to use that word. Is dangerous. And so in, you know, in the 80s and, and into the 90s, our elders, the, the practitioners who had fame and were writing books and were public, were doing their damnedest to do control and to change the narrative and make sure that people understood witches and pagans aren't evil. We're not trying to sacrifice your babies. We're not trying to cause harm. We're not out there cursing. You know, you could be the most straight-laced atheist, but you start fearing a curse and you're just like every other fucking human. We're afraid of that stuff. We're afraid of Mm -hmm. things we don't understand. And so Margot Adler and other folks like her, like Selena Fox, and, I mean, even Scott Cunningham and Silver Ravenwolf, and all of these people who were very out in the 80s and 90s, They were trying to show that we're not dangerous because they had to, right? And so a lot of people modernly, like in in the last five or six years, are really pushing against that message that we're safe because, no, witchcraft isn't safe. Witchcraft is dangerous. You should be afraid of witchcraft. You should be afraid of witches. Absolutely. That's part of the allure and the power of why people come to walk this path. But we don't want it to be dangerous. We don't want people to have their children taken away and we don't want people to lose their jobs or not be able to get housing because of their religious and spiritual beliefs. And that's what someone like Margot Adler is a shining example of because she is so normal. She's not throwing it in your face. She's not making it scary. She's just who she is. It doesn't have to be a spectacle. And that is important to remember because there are so many young folks who are, or, or new folks to the past who want to push back against it being normal. And I get that. I'm on board with that too. But there was a reason that those people did what they did. There was a reason that, you know, that the Lady Liberty League exists. If you don't know what the Lady Liberty League is, go look it up. Like there is a reason our, the pioneers of this path in the 80s and 90s did so much PR work to take the sting out of it because it became dangerous.
1: So, mm-hmm.
2: you know, I, I just feel like that's important to me because I do see a lot of people who who don't appreciate that, and I get it. I want my witchcraft to be dangerous too. I, I enjoy striking fear in the hearts of my enemies. I get it. <laughs> I'm on board. And yeah. I don't want someone vandalizing my workplace. I don't want someone harassing my kid. You know those these are real life circumstances, and we do, even though we're supposedly not a Christian nation, we're heavily influenced by Christianity, and sometimes there's fear, right? Yeah. So, you know that is one of the big gifts that Margot Adler brought to our community that I think is is undersung. You know she she made it just okay. It's just normal, right? It's okay we can still be friends <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly yeah. exactly and yeah. that's really important because when it comes to the um circumstances with regards to where we are in you know this particular time frame that
0: kind
1: of person in her writing and her and what she put out in her Programs. I mean, she had a wide range of things that she, you know, went and interviewed people. I mean, and uh, did programs on uh, that ranged from, you know, sexuality to, you know, uh, the different kinds of um, political things that were out there, or disasters, or whatever. I think it was, um, and that made her like, I'm normal. I'm, I'm doing. Things here in the world as this person, rather than you know just everybody focusing on the the uh, the pagan or witchcraft aspect. So yeah. I will say um, in her later years, I mean she was um, diagnosed with um, cancer, yeah. and that. But she she got really into um, vampires. I thought. I yeah. would like to take that into uh, a situation because one of the things that Anne Rice, who did vampires, yeah, because she did it because her sister died of cancer. She mm. kind
2: of
1: she she um um act because her sister died young and of cancer, and there was this whole thing. Then suddenly she started, you know, her, she started getting these, these books that she started writing and it became all the vampire books. And, I mean, there's a specific way it was segued, segued into that. But when I was reading this about Margot, I was like, oh, my God, there's this other writer. Um, yeah. And out of that, this is the kind of thing that came forward in, you know, in and she, this is amazing. I mean, she was, you know... She had, what was the the thing that was talking about? She worked with, it, you know, people like Ursula Gwynn and Samuel yeah. R. And Melanie. I mean, but it was, um, it. she never really did fiction. You know, she never did. Yeah. She, she always went into the journalistic here and now. But then she turned yeah. her whole world into this other part. But it was also because of this cancer. And... Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's something there, and I can feel it kind of brewing in my brain cells, saying, "Well, you know, cancer is, you know, um, the kind of thing is it, it takes and you know with the blood and the and, and it, it takes over the the entire being and it becomes you know this and and then it's you know it it, it wants to live and so it does this and there's something about the general way, not the specific way, of how cancer functions and how vampires in more modern history have been um, popularized. So, And two people that I know of right now, Margot Adler and um, Anne Rice, both had experiences either personally or, you know, secondarily that created mm-hmm. this. So I'm curious. It may be something to look at down the road maybe
2: I don't know yeah how very interesting that that's yeah I I mean I knew about the vampire thing which I always thought was so bizarre like what a weird turn Mm -hmm. Um, and you know like I'm I'm obsessed with vampires Uh, you know I've mentioned this before I'm about to turn 43 next week I turn 43 Uh, the clock is ticking I have a date where I can't be a vampire anymore so okay vampires
1: they come on, make
2: me a vampire. I'm waiting. The clock is I'm it's starting to run out. Oh my god. Um, uh-huh. So you know, I guess the obsession of with vampires, but yeah, I always thought that was so interesting. This um, sort of fixation on vampires towards the end of her her life, and she would do workshops at Pantheon about vampires, and I never went because I was like, that's weird. <laughs> and now I'm kicking myself. Now I'm kicking myself yeah. that I had this opportunity to find out what that was about for her and I didn't get that chance, you know. So,
1: mm-hmm. you know, that's
2: a message for me. Like don't don't wait waste time thinking you'll have another opportunity. Take the opportunity when you have
1: it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I know that that's that's really but it 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 was it just came, you know, and it was interesting because like you, I got why all of a sudden, you know, this whole thing on vampires, my brain just could not, you know, it was like all this work she was doing and all this stuff, and then suddenly she did this turn, and I'm not saying it's a bad turn, it just was so completely divergent from what she um, had been doing for, you know, her entire life. I just went, huh? Mm
2: -hmm. So,
1: very, you know, incredibly interesting situation with that, but... She gave a lot to to a lot of communities, not just the pagan community. So um, I, I'm really I'm impressed that we chose her. And as you say, I'm more impressed that as always, when things have to get changed in our schedules for what we are doing topic wise, mm-hmm.
2: that we wound up
1: doing this on her birthday. So yeah. happy birthday! Margo Yes, Adler. happy birthday, Margo Adler. What is remembered lives?
2: Thank you for being one of our mighty dead.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, but wow. So our time, I think we're coming into our time where we need to yeah. kind of shift and change. It's almost closing. So next week we'll be, um, we're going to do a uh, show on meditation and yes. again we have a topic we have a question as to how it will flesh out but that's what we're going to start talking about
2: yes all about meditation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, and we will have an ask the witch segment coming up um probably in may yeah. so Ask a witch is when we answer your questions, so please do send in your questions, and you can do that by going to our website, which is witchpriestesscauldron.com. That is witchpriestesscauldron.com. There's a little thing, um, where a little questionnaire for you to fill out with your question and your name. Um, We won't reveal your full name on air. We won't reveal your email address on air or anything like that. Uh, Your question may be edited just for length. Sometimes we get very, very long questions, and we just can't read a whole thing like that on the air, so it might be edited. But please do send us your questions if you have questions about witchcraft, about paganism, about spells. If you'd like us to pull some cards on a specific situation that you are in, please do send those questions to us, and we will get to them on our next episode of Ask a Witch sometime in May.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. And so, I guess our parting words are enjoy the the uh, well. For most everybody, I can tell by the the weather is that it it's sunny um, here. We're supposed to have eighty degree weather for the next couple of days, give or mm-hmm. take. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, I do know at least in Arkansas they were having rain and everything, but they're they're now a little more sunny. So you know, we'll see yeah. how our, our beginning our spring to summer jaunt gets. But yeah, um, yeah. Be safe, and you know, um, take a take a view at the at the world nature. I think that's a big yeah. thing right now.
2: Yeah. Enjoy the weekend and stay safe.
1: And stay safe. So have a we'll see you next week on the radio. Bye. Bye.